Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Welcome to Roundhill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. Our eagle eye viewers will notice I'm somewhere different today. I am in my actual office. We are actually in the same building right now. <laughs> about 25 it's feet about, from each other. It's about 30 feet that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's still so much easier to record right here. So welcome to my office, everybody. Looks great. Right. Thank you. Right before the pandemic hit uh, with the amazing creativity of Britt Newman and the so wonderful support of the church, we gave it a makeover. We got storage, I mean, a plenty here, which is magical. <laughs> it looks very well organized. All the, well, I haven't been here in a year and a half, which is why it still looks so organized. <laughs> Isn't that a strange thing to think about is we're coming back into spaces, right? That we haven't been in for a long time. It's so interesting because, you know, I would like come in on a Sunday morning, kind of like dig through stuff, find what I need, play worship, come back, kind of throw it. So it kind of had like a tornado vibe in here for a minute. About a week ago, I came in and just like put everything back where it belonged. And it felt so good. Yeah, It felt like a real act of like space healing. Sure. (laughs) Homecoming. Homecoming to get back into this space. Um, Because I didn't really spend a lot of time here before, um, before everything, you know, stopped. So very interesting. So a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you now famously explained the Trinity to me. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to <laughs> that yet. Don't ask me to do it again. <laughs> I almost was about to. <laughs> so, but I will tell, it'll be a good reason to tell our listeners to go back and watch or listen that to that episode um, because it's a kernel of truth, my friends. Um, and so we talk about the spirit as, you know, as a wind, mm-hmm. as a dove, as creativity. Um, what else is the spirit? Because I feel like the spirit is so many different things. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? I, I If we just stop, you know, like stop every once in a while and think to ourselves, when we come in, you know, to a worship space and someone mentions the word spirit. Maybe it comes up in one of the old prayers or we sing a hymn and this word pops up. What in the world do we mean by that thing? You know, it's full of mystery, which is why it, uh, it's connected with things like wind and breath and so on. So they're very, those are very close to us. We can feel them. And yet there's a mystery to them, right? right. Um, and then we talk about it as a creative force. That's another way in which people often identify. And I think when people use the term also, I'm spiritual, but not religious, they're thinking that they ha- about a relationship that they have with that force that we call spirit. So it's a very ancient idea, this notion that there is an invisible reality, a presence, and it's one of the expressions of God. It's a way, one of the ways in which God chooses to express God's self mm-hmm. is through this mysterious uh, experience. And I, I guess before I respond directly to your question, I'll just mention a experience, uh, something that happened to me when I must have been seven or eight years old. 
I lived with my family in a very small home made out of brick uh, in at, at the end of a dead end road in upstate New York. And uh, it was a beautiful summer day, kind of like some of the days we're just starting to have now, nice clear blue skies and everything just looked beautiful. There was a slight breeze out. And I was in the house with my mother, my brother and my sister-in-law. And out of the blue, we heard this violent sound of this, like a wind rushing over the house. And it was, didn't last long. It left just as suddenly as it arrived. (laughs) I think we all looked at each other with wide open eyes, like what just happened there? And, you know, we looked around, I think my mother saw the trees moving. We had very large trees about 200 yards in front of our house, slightly down the hill. She saw them kind of bend over and then come back to position. So we thought, okay, that was very strange. Um, We probably went ahead and had lunch. (laughs) Didn't give it a lot of time. But later that day, we went outside and my brother came back into the house. He said, come out here and look at this. And the patio furniture that was at the back of the house had been distributed in a field behind our home, easily 200 to 300 feet behind the house, upside down, chairs thrown around, as if some giant hand had come and just collected them all and tossed them around. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it really was amazing. And so it was just one of those stories that became important to us as a family. Like what happened that day? Mm-hmm. Years and years and years later, when I started to read through some of the biblical stories where there's reference to spirit, that same violent rushing of wind is something that's sometimes connected with the spirit. And it comes in inexplicably out of the blue. It leaves quickly, but it, you know, people are changed by that experience. I think to this day, my, my, you know, as I look back over the years, I've had so many people who've come to tell me uh, about things that have happened in their lives that don't fit in, mm-hmm. right? It's a strangeness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think, is often associated with the spirit. So it can be as ordinary and as important as breath, but it can also be as extraordinary and mysterious as a wind that appears out of nowhere. And hey, we live in a world where that kind of force is alive and around us. I would just love for us to be aware, more aware that that's the case. So that's that's to get things started. That's an amazing story. I, that puts me in mind of, I don't know why this memory sticks so much in my mind, but I remember coming home from school, getting off the school bus, and the house I grew up in, the driveway was very long and very steep down. Mm. So you get dropped off at the top, you can see the house, but you'd kind of like, you'd have a bit of a walk. Okay. <laughs> you have this sort of like mini decompression time from this, like the chaos of the school bus yeah, to getting yeah. to the front door. Yeah. Um, and so I remember, I don't know why, but I, rem- I have this memory right now of getting off the st- school bus and wanting to give God, as if I was a child, wanting to give God a hug. Uh-huh. And I felt this just sort of wow squeeze. I'm going to describe it for our audio listeners. This just sort of loving embrace. Yeah. And that was released. And then I walked down my driveway uh, back to my house. It was just like random day. It was actually a beautiful, lovely day like today. What a beautiful um, moment. Yeah, it was just a little, a little, a little like 
I love you from the divine that day for just a little kid who just wanted a hug. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Wow, it's stuck with me for so long. Well, I think these these can be described as experiences of the spirit, right? They they're not anything that we can explain easily. Like, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Why did it happen then and there at that time? And again, it can be very gentle. It might be also something a lot more ferocious than that. And uh, and I think one of the things I love about reading through the stories of the spirit as they occur in the Bible is they're both they're always both and. Mm. Sometimes it's that still small voice that, you know, is the experience that we might call peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of the absence of conflict, the absence of unwanted noise. And that's something that people, I think, cherish, especially these days with the world, you know, as it's been created with so much technological connection all the time. But likewise, it can be something that feels very unsettling that, uh, you know, appears out of nowhere and disrupts our lives. Mm-hmm. Could be a blessed intrusion, but it's still an intrusion nonetheless. You know, something we didn't ask for. Yeah, it's a, such a wide variety of experiences with the spirit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, many many years ago, when I was serving as an assistant um, at a very large church, I came across a beautiful book about the Holy Spirit called "The Go Between God." I just love that title, The Go-Between God. And I read it, and then I read some other things as well, uh, basically on this theme of the Spirit. I was going through a time in my life where I really wanted to understand more. And so, needless to say, as young, you know, having just graduated, when you glom onto something like that, then suddenly you're talking about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it appeared in way too many references in my sermons. But I remember when I left that position after two years, one woman came up to me and she shook my hand. She said, you know, I wish you well in the future. Thank you for talking to us about the spirit. Hmm. And I wasn't conscious of talking to people about the spirit. It was clearly just, you know, there was a stream that was feeding into the things that I was thinking about. And that's how right. it appeared. But I, I think that we would do well to ask ourselves the question and ask one another, you know, what do we mean by that? And one of my great takeaways from the book, The Go-Between God, is that um, the author of that book, John Taylor, said, one of the words that he used to associate or evoke the, his awareness of the spirit was the word, little word and. And. And, yeah. And he said that the spirit is the great connector. So kind of in your experience, Leslie, of coming off the bus, uh, you know, he and suddenly having this awareness of this kind of very tender, embracing moment his his idea of that would be that the spirit makes the connection between you and God. Hmm. It's the mm-hmm. go-between. And it sort of constantly reintroduces us to God. And so he would say, therefore, that the spirit loves the word and because it loves to create connections. It's God and us. It's, it's us, you know, it's the, those of us who live on this planet and the earth, <clears throat> where we're constantly having this chance to experience this connect, a sense of connection. And I thought of this a lot during the pandemic because people who missed the social contact and the physical contact with one another began to realize in a whole new way how mm-hmm. important it is to be connected. That was a word that they used all the time, which is another way of talking about the little word and. Um, So I thought that was very interesting. 
I love that. I, you know, there's so many big, important, all encompassing words we use for the spirit and to use and yes. feels uh, almost even more right in the sense of it just, it catches so many ideas yeah. all in one. All in and, one. and the author of that book, <clears throat> John Taylor, got that, got that idea from looking at a piece of art. And in this piece of art, which I think was created during the Renaissance, maybe a little earlier than that, it shows Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, this very prayerful posture, kneeling. Right. right across from her is the angel Gabriel. And he's also in a very, you know, very devoted kind of situation. Above them is a dove representing the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And there's a triangle that was created from the dove going down to Mary's eyes and the angel's eyes, and then connecting the two of them. Oh, okay. And that's where he got the idea of the go-between. It's the, it's the function of the spirit, or you might say the work of the spirit, to open our eyes mm -hmm. so that we see the beauty, the wisdom, the majesty, the wonder of life. And, you know, when people say, oh, I finally had my eyes opened. Mm -hmm. That can be a spiritual experience. Or I saw that for the first time, you know, like I'd always looked at that thing, but I never really saw it. And then one day I saw it. John Taylor would say, that's an experience of the spirit. Finally opens up our eyes. I love that. It sounds kind of like a, a unifying force. Right? Oh, I heard you mention in terms of like a, a unity. Perfectly so. Yeah, that's so well said. And one of the one of the part of the other work of the spirit that comes through the New Testament a lot is that it's what keeps the community together. Mm -hmm. You know, communities are always looking for ways to kind of come apart. And um, you read through the letters of St. Paul, he uses the word spirit quite a bit, but it's often, as you said, a unifying force. Mm -hmm. And so it's as if we're connected by this invisible thread that runs through all of us. And the name of that thread for Paul would be love, but it's the spirit that makes that love. He would say it pours love into our hearts. That's his view, right? So I think of that quite often because communities can be pretty tough places to live in. Right? <laughs> the good news is we're part of a community. The bad news is, well, <laughs> community is <laughs> right. not always easy to be a part of. Right. So that's been true for thousands and thousands of years. But Paul's great insight is that the, the resource that we always have at our disposal when we're working in communities and living in communities is the spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, we have to throw up our hands in dismay and say, I can't take this anymore. It's that, well, wait a second. I'm having a hard time in this community right now. Maybe my community that I'm talking about is my family or it's a friendship or it's my church or my synagogue or my mosque, whatever that is. But in all of these places, the spirit is there, mm -hmm. invisible, working under the surface to say, come on, you are essentially unified. And if there's ever a time we need to hear that message, it's now. You know, Absolutely. When, thank God we have a ceasefire in the Middle East right now after recent violence there. But again, someone like St. Paul would say that spirit is trying to, it, it's already unifying us, yeah. but we behave as if it isn't there. Mm -hmm. we need to behave as if it is there and then act accordingly. And open our eyes and our hearts to it. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking this time to talk to me more about the spirit today. I think it was a really great sort of 
uh, second parter. To, yeah. I think this is wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And listen for those sounds of the violent rushing of wind. <laughs> <laughs> or a gentle hug. <laughs> or a gentle hug. It's both and. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next week. Blessings. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.